Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wonsism. Now, let's get after it. Hello, family. How are you people doing? It's been great over here. You see, we just had family come over from, from another province in Canada. And, you know, the house is getting full. And I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, you know, hope your gifts are all wrapped up and ready to be given. <laughs> and, well, um, you know, sincerely, it's from our hearts, you know, from my family, from our family to yours, that uh, you enjoy this Christmas and to be a Christmas filled with blessings, filled with increase, and filled with goodness for you and for your family. Okay? So it's almost Christmas. So, uh, yeah, get get your gifts ready and all. I think we'll start getting some. <laughs> it's going to be fun, trust me. It's going to be fun for you to just have faith. Just have faith. And even as we enjoy the season, let's also remember the less privileged around us. Uh, you know, whatever you can to do, whether it's uh, a small gift to somebody who needs it, uh, you know, that will greatly be appreciated. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. So uh, please give and uh, you'll be blessed. Thank you. Praise God. All right. So today we'll be going into our final series. Uh, it's, it's the part four of the message uh, in the series we titled Knowing God. Um, um, it is my hope and my expectation that, uh, you know, that you begin to, you know, have a more personal relationship with God. And, you know, God is so real. I remember a scripture that says, uh, for, for you to come to God, you must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So I encourage you to seek God with all of your heart. Bible says, uh, you know, Bible says, you will find me when you seek for me. You see, it's all about searching. And I pray that your search for truth uh, will not be in vain in Jesus' name. So let's get right into the message. Now, last week, we showed you what it meant, uh, you know, to know God. And we established that God wants to have a deeper relationship with you. The illustration of uh, the favorite hero uh, as I put it, um, is such that, uh, you know, there's one thing we know about our sports heroes and is that, you know, we love them from afar. We, we do not really know who they are. And, you know, we just, you know, we, we keep stats about these people, you know, and, and we, we, we just love these guys from a distance. But for you to know that sports hero, you know, it's, it's going to take more than just memorizing the stats, watching him play, you know, knowing what he's like. It is for you to be in connection with this hero so that you truly know him for yourself. You know, a relationship, uh, you know, based on time spent together, you know, rev regular conversations with these people, and then you really get to know who this person is. So basically, when a person truly knows Jesus, it is on the basis of a relationship. You know, you spend time talking to him, you pray, you talk to God regularly every day, and, you know, you read your Bible and you grow, you make mistakes, you fall, you get up again. That is all part of the process 
in knowing God for yourself. Now, as a result of knowing God, um, you know, there's something about his voice. You know, something Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 27, you know, that caught my attention. You know, um, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. And then he went on to say, I know them and they follow me. I'm deliberately reading this thing slowly uh, just to show you what Jesus Christ has and what his perspective uh, to knowing God was. I'll repeat again. John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep listens to my voice and I know them and they follow me. The voice of strangers they will not follow. You see, those words are very clear. Jesus said, my sheep listens to my voice. And he also said, he knows, he knows them. And then my question to you is, do you know God? And does he know you? You see, Jesus is always referred to as the great shepherd. Now let us break down the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. You see, a shepherd's primary, primary responsibility is the safety and welfare of the flock. Some flocks may include as many as a thousand sheep. The shepherd will graze the animals, herd them to areas of good forage, good grass, and keeping a watchful eye out for poisonous plants. Now, such a person, just like a shepherd, protects his sheep from animals that would attack them. You know, the shepherd keeps them from wandering away and otherwise he takes care of his sheep. Now, aren't those words comforting? And you can also see the shepherd spends quality time with his sheep. So you need to spend quality time with your father. You cannot say you know God without spending time with him. You cannot say you know your colleague, you know your friend, if you have not spent time to really know who they are, what are their character, character and, their, and their traits. You see, so it is the same with God. You cannot say you claim to know God where you do not even know anything about Him. So, this is what the shepherd does. The shepherd spends time with his sheep and the sheep spends time with him. And you are the sheep of his pasture. Okay? So, these are the things the shepherd does. So, I, I, I have to bring this up just to give you an idea of what happens, the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep, even as it relates to hearing his voice and knowing the voice of Jesus Christ. All right? So, always remember, we are the sheep of his pasture. That is what you are. We are his sheep and he is our leader. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That is a sheep following the master. And when we look at Psalm 23, just before we read, I want you to picture yourself as a sheep in this story. Psalm 23 from verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I say a big amen to that. Now, that prayer pretty much sums up the role of a spiritual shepherd guiding you through life. We all need a guide, and we find it in God's Word. We find it in Jesus, and we find it in the Holy Spirit. You need a shepherd, and he's here to help you and guide you through life and your relationships. But you need to know God up close and personal for you to enjoy the benefits of having a shepherd in your life. Another huge advantage of knowing God can be seen in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. It's a short one, but it says, But the people that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Note the word strong, meaning, in other words, the opposite of that scripture would be, it will read like this, it will say, But those who do not know their God, shall be weak and be exploited. This is true in many instances. Because many are suffering in conditions they should not be suffering from. If only they knew the spiritual resources available to them to win the battle. The enemy prides in keeping people in the dark about the potential they possess to overcome. Knowing God is like a revelation of the powers at your disposal to defeat the enemy. To defeat sin, addictions, bad habits, and all forms of evil. Like what we just read. When you know your God, you become strong. Because the Bible says, but the people that know their God. Are you among the number of people that know their God? Are you among that number? For those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. It took me days to digest that word. Because there are a lot of exploited Christians everywhere. Why? Because they became weak and thus became prime targets for the enemy. But when you know your God, the devil cannot mess with you. <laughs> the devil cannot mess with a man that knows his God, a man that knows the arsenal of spiritual resources available to him to defeat the enemy. When you know your God, you become a terror to the enemy. When you know your God, you become unstoppable. When you know your God, the things that people fear, you will not be afraid of them. When you know your God, you know there is a higher power you can always run to. When you know your God, you know that the powers of this world are beneath you. For Bible says that we are seated with Christ above principalities and above powers. Now, these are things you need to know about your God. But how can you know them if you do not know the God you serve? Revelations chapter 12 verse 11 says, And we overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. This is what it means to know God. 
to overcome the devil. But it would only become your testimony when you know God for yourself. Isn't it wonderful just knowing that you can live this life overcoming all the challenges the enemy throws at you? Isn't it amazing to know that you know the greatest force in the universe? And that is Jesus. It is a blessed feeling just knowing that God has your back. This is, you know, this, this and more is what knowing God can do for you. You live life in greater confidence because you know the God you serve. And the enemy can never, never exploit you. Because for those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. I want somebody listening to repeat after me. For those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. So, my people, when you don't know God, you become a prime target to be used and to be exploited. You become prime target for the enemy to do his worst in your life. He comes into your life to wreak havoc and to enslave you to sin, drugs, and other sinful addictions. There are many people whom the enemy has exploited. They are wasted, in other words. The enemy has exploited marriages, relationships, jobs, finances, and especially in the health of the people of this world. You name it. These people get exploited by men who use them and dump them. They get exploited at their places of work. These people are vulnerable. And they live life aimlessly as a result of all of these exploitations. But I tell you today, all of this nonsense can stop right now if you know your God. When you know your God... You know what you deserve in life. When you know your God, you will not be easily deceived by anyone or forced into doing anything that would take away your peace. When you know your God, you can withstand any attack the enemy throws at you. Why? Because you are strong. When you know your God, you can tell what is coming from God and what is coming from the devil. You are able to discern if that man or woman is God's choice for you. You can tell if the issues in your life was caused by the enemy or if they are tests coming from God himself. Truthfully, and I must tell you, it pains me. It is sad. It is sad. It is very sad to say that we have Christians who feel that every problem they face are tests coming from God. But let us look at Matthew chapter 13 verse 25. And it says, But while everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed 
weeds among the wheat. And the enemy slipped away into the covers of darkness. When the wheat sprouted and, you know, bore grain, then the weeds also began to appear. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? And the owner of the farm replied, An enemy did this. Just just hold on there. You're going to understand this later. What was the response again? (laughs) The owner of the field replied and said, An enemy did this. You know, you're planting good seeds in your life. You're raising your kids well. You are doing everything right by the books in your marriage and your relationships. You are eating the right food. You are doing the right exercise. You are, in fact, you're a vegetarian. And all of a sudden, your kids begin to, you know, begin to delve into drugs. Your man, your husband or your wife is beginning to find pleasure somewhere else. (laughs) The career that you are putting all of your energies in is beginning to look like it is all turning against you. This is what it means to plant weeds. When you've done everything right by the books, but still it's like, this is not the result that you should be getting. The principle of sowing is you sow a good seed, you reap a good you reap a good reward. But from where we just read, this man sowed a good seed and in the end, he was suffering the consequences of something he never planted. The enemy planted something while he was asleep. From where we just read, if this landowner did not know God, he would think the issues on his farm was a test from God. Let me repeat that. If this owner did not know God, he would think the issues on his farm was a test from God. He would have happily suffered the consequences of of a huge loss on his farm, thinking it is all in service to God. Thinking, oh, maybe God is testing me, but this was not a test from God. It is sad to see Christians suffering from things caused by the enemy only for them to think it is God's will. Listen to me, please. You need to know God to be able to discern what is coming from Him and what was caused by the enemy. Just like the landowner rightly said, an enemy did this. You should be able to look at your marriage, look at your family, look at your children, look at your finances and tell the difference between what an enemy did against you and the tests that come from God. It is not every calamity that you attribute to God testing you. No. That sickness you are suffering may not be a test of your faith. What if it came from the enemy? 
the problems in your marriage and relationships may not be God's test of your faith. And I ask you, what if seeds of discord were sown while you slept? You need to know God to be able to tell what comes from Him and what doesn't. It is important. More importantly, knowing God means you read your Bible every day. This ensures that you know about the shepherd. You know what he is like, the things he went through for our sake and the temptations that he had. This brings me to a wonderful fact about knowing God. And this happened when Jesus was tempted by the enemy. You see, when you know God for yourself, you can withstand the enemy and his temptations. Why? Because Daniel chapter 11 verse 32 says that those that know their God shall be strong. Jesus was tempted of the devil in the wilderness and Jesus overcame the enemy. Many do not, as in, how do I put this now? To overcome the enemy and all of his temptations, you need to have enough of God's word in you to withstand the enemy. I'll explain. Knowing God through his words, through the Bible, through knowing him, through that delightful search in wanting to know who this person, who is this Jesus, who is this God that loves me. Knowing God gives you the spiritual stamina you need to overcome the prince of this world. When you study the account of Jesus' temptation in Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, you see that Jesus resisted the enemy because he knew God. For every temptation the enemy threw at Jesus, it was resisted with Jesus' response. Please note that all of Jesus' responses were from the Bible. They were all from Scripture. You can read it up. Every temptation was resisted by a word from the Bible. When you know God for yourself, you are stronger than any temptation the enemy throws at you. From Jesus' experience, it is clear to me that knowing God also means knowing His word. Jesus did not bust into thongs to resist the enemy. No. Jesus resisted the enemy with the knowledge he had about the word of God. That is what it means to know God and that is what it means to be strong. You cannot say you know God when you don't study your Bible. You cannot say you are strong when you don't have enough of the word of God in you to withstand the enemy and his temptations. You cannot do exploits for God if you are currently being exploited by the enemy in areas of your life. The word of God is the strength we need to overcome and live a successful life. Overcoming the enemy, overcoming peer pressure, overcoming sin and every other thing that has gone wrong with this world especially when we live in a world where people are losing their faith and accepting sin as the norm in the society. In a world of falling standards, both moral and spiritual, we need the strength that can only come from knowing His Word, His word. the strength to stand in this last day, the strength to do exploits and not be exploited. 
Now, this may just be a lot to take in. I may have gotten carried away, but I believe this word is for one person. If just one lady or one man would decide in their heart that as they enter the new year, you need to enter that new year right with God. You need to give God a chance. In 2020, I decree that you shall not be exploited. 2020 is a year of exploits. For anyone who knows their God, you will do exploits in ministry, you will do exploits in your academics, you will do exploits in your finances, you will do exploits in your career. 2020 is such an open field. I can almost see it. It is open. I see God giving blank checks to people. Ask God, what do you want in 2020? And like I said, or maybe I have said, 2020 is the year to begin afresh and to begin a right with God. And how do you do that? By making that decision to know Him. Let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for making me hear and listen to your word today. I pray to draw closer to you each and every day. I want to know you more and more with each passing day. So please, strengthen me to study your word every day because I want to know you. The enemy has exploited my life for the past number of years. 5, 10, 15, 20 years. But Lord, today I say no to the enemy. I will know God for myself. I will be strong and I will do exploits. Thank you for hearing my prayers in Jesus' name. So now, if you have prayed that prayer, I believe you're already on your way to knowing God. And, and believe me, He is there to help you and to guide you every step of the way. And we're also here. So please send us your emails, your comments. Let us know what you're going through. And let us see how we can help you. We, we didn't, we, me and my wife, we didn't, we didn't get it right at first. It took a lot of uh, standing up and falling down before we finally got it right with God. And you can, also, you can also do the same. We want the best for you. And we also want the best for you in the new year. So enjoy the Christmas. Enjoy the new year. We'll see you again. You know, the next episode I'll be doing to be me and my wife together, you know, just coming to talk to you on a more personal level. We ain't, we ain't going to be preaching, but we're going to be just a little bit more personal. So at least we, you get to know us and we get to know you. Thank you for listening and God bless you. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at walkinginpurposepodcast, and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.